being quite the same as in number 759. <laughs> questions 
and they wonder why. And it's so difficult. Brother Shelby did such a great, great job explaining sin, explaining the works of the devil, helping folks understand that it is Christ that provides the rest, that provides the heavenly home, that no matter what happens in this physical life, we can have hope. That we have assurance and that we are greatly blessed no matter how tragic the situation may be. And I do want to say that the past few weeks have been devastating. They have been tragic. Our thoughts and our prayers, our concerns is sold with Jane, with the Robbins family, with Cheyenne's family. I just cannot say that enough. We've prayed. But just as Brother Shelby said, we always pray in God's will. We let God know our wishes and our desires as humbly as we know how. But we always conclude, just like our Lord Himself, not my will, but thy will be done. We trust in the decisions of the Almighty. We also trust in His promises. Righteous and sure, all of His decrees and His righteous promises. And they comfort us. And we pray, earnestly pray, truly pray, that they comfort Jane and the Gregory and the Stewart family and the Robbins family at this time. Our hearts are with you. With him. Such a difficult situation. As I said yesterday, Cheyenne continues to live on in our thoughts and our hearts. She had such a profound impact on how she treated others. The example that she set right here with her calm and caring demeanor, she cared about others more than herself. And that's an ultimate compliment that cannot be said about all people. But it can be said with assurance Amen. regarding her. That doesn't cease. We always think about that. And that motivates us. I often think of Revelation 14, 13. Blessed are the dead that died in the Lord from henceforth, for they rest from their labors, but their works do follow them. Her works are still active. Our works will still be active. And we all leave a legacy. 
SCP Christ life. Individuals smile when they think of you just as we smile, even though we're overwhelmed with tragedy. We still smile when we think of Shane. And we always will. She had that profound of an impact. If you have your Bible, I would invite you please to open with me to the Gospel of Luke. 12th chapter and verse 37. I have prepared familiar scriptures this morning to share with you. I want to talk about reward. This life can deal you a heavy hand. This life can be full of disappointment. It can be difficult. It can be challenging. And if you're not careful, this physical world can beat you down and help you to stay there. And also assist you to lose sight of the blessings that you enjoy as a child of God within the family of God. It is my goal. It's my aim, my target to encourage you this morning to remember the rewards of a faithful life. That's for all people. The gospel is for all. These rewards are yours you reside in Christ. And no matter what happens, it cannot be severed. They're yours. You be faithful. You continue to be obedient. Strive to be Christ-like in their glory. Luke 12, 37 says, Happy or blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when He cometh, shall find watching. And I say to you, He shall gird Himself, make them to sit down at meat, and come forth and serve them. Think about that. The Lord will serve you. We serve Him. He's the Master. And we're the servant. But He will serve you as well. Does He not already? Amen. Does He give ear to your prayer? Is He always available at all times? Did He not provide His Word? Do we not possess it in its complete form and possess everything, all things that pertain to both life and godliness are yours. Isn't He so good to us? That in the face of tragic event, you still have His everlasting arm of strength to lean on and to be uplifted, not through your strength, but through the strength of the Almighty. 
He is able, as we sing, more than able. John chapter 14. Kevin read this last night or in the evening by the graveside. In my humble opinion, it's one of the finest groups of Scripture available. It's right there with Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and following. The finest invitation ever given to mankind. Amen. Jesus said, you can come unto me. You can learn of me. I am meek, but be strong. But you can take my yoke upon you, and you will find rest unto your souls. Now that's a promise for those that partake. But here in John chapter 14, similar beauty in my opinion. Let's key in on verse 3, please. And if I go, and he went, and prepare a place for you, is he serving? He's preparing. The Lord is good to us. I will come again. And receive you unto myself that where I am you may be also. Because of the Father and the sacrifice, the self-sacrificial love of Christ, you now have the right to be where He is. When you shut your eyes in death, you can be comforted. We have the picture of Luke chapter 16. Is it a parable? Is it literal? Toss it out. The lessons are there. You cannot ignore the lessons. Abraham's bosom is available. The paradise of God is yours. And a state of soul that is comforted is the plight of the faithful. No matter what you had to face in this physical life, it has ended. And behold, God has made all things new for the souls of those that go on in Christ. We don't have to worry. God has taken care. And in heaven, He shall wipe away all tears. That's a reward for the faithful. Colossians chapter 3, please. The third chapter of Colossians. And verse 4. This is also echoed twice in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 3 and verse 13 and also in chapter 4 and verse 16. 
But the apostles said it well by the inspiration of God to Christian people here in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 4. Now notice, the Bible says, when Christ, who is our life, you never have to taste spiritual death. You will never die. You will have nothing to do with the second death that we read about. Because Christ is your life. Now listen. And He ever liveth. And you are in Him. If you've been buried, immersed into Christ, you have clothed yourself or put on Christ. He is your life. We move and are sustained and have being because of Him. Yes. When He shall appear, Colossians 3 and verse 4, then shall you also appear with Him glorious in glory. Ever be with the Lord. Death is not the end. Christ does not lose His influence because this physical life ends for someone. You are still in Christ and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those of us who remain will be changed in the twinkling of an eye from a corruptible form to an incorruptible form. What is sown... Corruptible is raised incorruptible. That's, that's the glory. You shall be seen as He was seen on the Mount of Transfiguration. You will receive a glorious body. Eternal, not made with men's hands. Comfort one another with these words. He's coming back. It does not prohibit those that have gone before. We will all meet Him again in the clouds of the air. His throne is in heaven. Jesus Christ, according to the Scriptures, will not place one toe back on this world. This world is reserved for fire and will be melted with fervent heat. We will meet Him in the clouds of the air and forever we, that's those that have gone on before in Christ and those that remain, forever will be with the Lord. There is a great day come. That's the will of the Father that sent His Son to die to make it possible for you. 
glory forever unto Christ in His church. The church is His body. He's the head. He has preeminence in everything. And we owe it all. How do you bear up in uncertain times? How do you face tragedy and bereavement so strong that it takes your breath and it puts you on one knee? You do it by trusting in the Lord. Amen. The world doesn't understand this. The world is not blessed that has not obeyed Christ. I understand why worldly individuals make disastrous decisions when death comes to their door. But what did Paul say? I would not have you be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep in Christ. I do not want you to be like the world that has no hope. We do not grieve like the world. We grieve, yes, that's natural and fitting, but not like the world. You are transformed and different than the world. You enjoy the exceedingly great promises that are given to the child of God. These rewards are yours and they strengthen us in the face of uncertainty and tragedy. The book of 1 Peter, please. Chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4 calls Jesus Christ not just the shepherd, but the chiefest. He is the chief shepherd of your life and of your soul. And when He shall appear... You shall, it will happen, Christian. Receive a crown of glory. What's the Bible say? You're reading it. What does it say? That fadeth not away. Amen. Boy, the King's English is beautiful there, isn't it? Fadeth not away. In other words, if you're faithful, you can't lose it. He is the author of eternal salvation to all who obey Him. Yes, Jesus said, continue faithful unto death. There's a condition there. Yes. But if you're willing, your crown is reserved and it will not fade. It won't lose its glory. It will not be tarnished. And it's just as beautiful as it ever was and it will continue to be. Who else could offer such a promise? That transcends time and life. That no matter what happens to this earthly tabernacle, I have a crown. James 1.12 says the same. 
Revelation 2.10 says the same. You will receive the crown of life. And even though you pass away physically, you live on spiritually forever. Comforted in the paradise of God. Tis a sweet and glorious thought that comes to me. I'll live on. Do you know that song? Don't go home and tell your friends that I sang solo this morning. I have not seen. The words mean so much. Though my body lie in the cold, cold clay, I will meet Jesus in the judgment day. I'll live on. Through eternity. Why do we sing these songs? Yes, we teach and admonish one another. We let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly as we sing psalms in spiritual song, gracefully making melody in our hearts, and the lips are fruitful, and in the midst of the assembly I will sing. That's every Christian. Hebrews 2.12 But why? How special is it to you to lift up your voice with brothers and sisters in Christ, those alike in precious faith, as we like to say, celebrate heaven. Sing to me of heaven. Sing that song of peace. Tell me the story of Jesus. In heaven there sing a theme that shall never grow old. I'll live on. It means everything to us. We understand the restrictions of this world and this life. And we understand the certainty of death. So we celebrate the one that provided the victory for us over it. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, you have no sting. Because Jesus was bodily resurrected, I can follow him. He's the first fruits. I can be bodily resurrected. He's going to give me something infinitely better than what I enjoy now. And I don't deserve it, but He's full of grace and mercy. Praise be to the Father. First John chapter 3 and verse 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God? If you're in Christ, you're a child of God. First John 3 and verse 2. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know, it means they're convinced, that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. He's coming taught us to be found faithful. The Bible says He comes like a thief in the night when individuals least expect it. Isn't that what sickness does to you this week? You don't see it coming. 
You can make preparations and it's still can come in on you like that. You don't see the car accident coming or the poor decisions of others that impact your life. It happens. Sin is in this world. And we're impacted by it. But He's coming. And if you make the decision every day that you're blessed to have, to strive to live godly, then you can rest easy. You can have steadfast hope regarding the rewards that we've read about. We shall see Christ as He is, glorified. And glorified millions are singing that song. We sing it. Where the soul of man never dies. I'm on my way. Did you notice in every Scripture that we've read it was already declared? You are the sons of God. This shall happen. My aunt used to say, when God has declared it, that settles it. Doesn't matter what man says, God said it, and that settles it. I heard a preacher say one time, he's a little more forthcoming than I am. He said he saw a bumper sticker. And on the bumper sticker it said, the Bible says it, and I believe it, and that settles it. He said that's wrong. The Bible says it. Don't care if you believe it. And that settles it. A little bit more mean that though. <clears throat> but we understand what He's saying. God is right. Regardless of public opinion, God is right. And God's Word says and has declared that these things will come to pass in the fullness of time on God's clock and not mine. After all, I'm hampered by time and He is the author of time. day like a thousand years and a thousand years likened unto a day. He's not bound by time. He will bring every promise perfectly to fruition. Will you trust Him? Will you lean upon Him? Will you place your complete faith and trust and allow this to be yours? It's settled in heaven. And it will allow you to stand up and have strength when this old body cannot on its own. Because we're trusting in something infinitely greater. That's Jesus Christ, His sacrifice, the blood He shed, and the commands that He gave us that are so precious that they have promises associated with with everyone. Here's a command and a promise. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Command. Here's what God will do. He will save you. You have to respond by faith. We are saved through grace by faith. Ephesians chapter 2, right? You have enough faith to trust the grace of God and respond to His Word. That's the same for everyone. Believe in Jesus Christ. Place your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For the one who comes to God must believe that He is the rewarder of those that 
diligently, that's with purpose, seek Him. You have faith, that's good. Even the demons believe and shudder. What will you do with Jesus? With the faith that you understand? Do you believe in Him enough to repent of your sins? To confess what you believe here before this congregation? I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and would you be buried with Jesus in the watery grave of baptism for the remission of your past sins? That you may rise out of that burial born again of both water and spirit into Christ to walk in a newness of life, a new creation that God would add you to. God's doing the adding. You're a believer. You're responding. He's doing the work. He will add you to His church, the Lord's church. And you'll be ready to live that faithful life all the days you're blessed to have. Or until He calls us home in the clouds of the air with the shout of an archangel and the last trump of God. If you are subject to the gospel invitation in any way this morning, we encourage you to respond while God intercedes from His creative work and His long-suffering mercy. Would you respond before it's everlasting too late? If you've obeyed those blessed commands, your presence, and you desire the prayers of Christian people on your behalf, no matter what the need may be, if it's for restitution back to the straight and narrow walk of life, we want to help you. It's just for prayer, dealing with a difficulty, with bereavement, with sadness or disappointment, ready to pray with you and for you. Whatever your need may be. Won't you come? I'll be standing together with some.